Thanks for joining us. We've managed to get ourselves in for a premiere, Jared. Couple of days in advance. Obviously, we went and saw this on the third. Now, you know, the embargo was for Thursday, the fifth, uh, and that is the Exorcist Believer. Nice little uh, setup they had down there. A little bit of free, free grog, some food. Yeah. <clears throat> couple of little photo ops that were quite good. Would have been, uh, you know, better if us pair of idiots hadn't already paid twenty five dollars at the snack bar <laughs> before we realised it was yeah. all in there. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of fucking thought put into no. it. No. I almost took my jug of coke back and just kind of said, can I tip this back into the machine and get my money back? <laughs> this is room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> but... But, yes, good setup. For yeah, you. good so setup. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and we, we received, yeah, we received tickets through. Obviously, Universal looking to flog this to the audiences in Sydney. So we'll cover that. Be a little bit uh, less... Deep because we obviously did not were not able to take notes. Mm. I mean, you couldn't even fart in there without the fucking <laughs> security being all up your ass. So yeah, the night vision goggles was was an interesting touch. Interesting touch. Yeah, I remember that from Spider Man Two. Mm. I remember going into Spider Man Two and having to be fucking patted down. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But before we get to that, I let's think say, that was just because they know the type of person they are. Who's this scumbag? He's bringing, he's bringing his fucking cheap snacks in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy's got a pocket full of mulch sticks, I can guarantee it. <laughs> All right, before we get to that, let's run over uh, what we've been watching. Jared? Well, uh, this will be good. <laughs> Jeez, you're harsh, aren't you? Look. I'll kick off with one that I know you watched as well. I ripped through the entire seven episodes of Wrestlers on Netflix. Oh, Docker. Jesus, Jared. <laughs> I great fu- stuff. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Like, you, I believe you said it was done by the same people who did Last Chance, Last you. Chance you. Yeah. And it has that feel mm. of Last Chance You as well. But I just, there's something kind of interesting about that group. Yes. Uh, and interesting about these blue-collar people who are very passionate about this stuff. Yes. Sometimes to the point of kind of folly. Mm. You know, uh, there's one guy in particular who's busted his balls to try and get people to come in. And they're basically telling him, we can't pay you. Like, if you don't get fucking bums on seats, we can't put you pay you anymore. Yeah. And he loves wrestling. But sometimes I feel like... Mm. You know, when you can't keep the lights on, yeah, it might be time to look differently at this. Correct. But from the perspective of the passion of the people running it, and probably the quality of the wrestling, I was actually le- a little fairly impressed with the. I mean, fucking Mister Pictorial, yeah. whatever his name is, <laughs> rolls around. On exactly. <laughs> he, he rolls around on a fucking scooter or something. I mean, I'm not surprised you were you were sort of ecstatic at the level of storytelling when you know there was evil evil priests and people being possessed and stuff like that. It was, <laughs> but no, it, it, they looked like they were taking some classic wrestling stuff and putting on a reasonable show. <laughs> well, I thought there some of their you know. The quality of some of the shit that they put together, and they do a live show every week and all that stuff. Mm. I mean, the only WWE does that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of heart to it, and I just loved the setup of 
the little battlers kind of just still plugging away. And, and you still, could, as you, you said, some people kind of pursuing this dream that just seems totally unrealistic. And you could see a couple of them flaming out. Yeah, absolutely. As it went along, you kind of saw that they that they they had their demons and that, and those demons were probably winning. Yeah. I'm more likely to win. I mean, the guy called Darkseid or whatever. Yeah. I felt like he had some some problems going going forward. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing, right? They 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 showed a lot of that. They showed it in kind of fairly solid detail. And um, but yeah, really enjoyable. Al Snow coming out oh, looking like an absolute he looks champion. fucking great. Yeah, like yeah. he looks like a really good fella. Yeah, but uh, yeah, very enjoyable watch. On the and same I, kind of I couldn't stop laughing at the bloke who fucking wanders into his office <laughs> to tell him he's going to be the heavyweight champ <laughs> and then fucking gives him a spray at least. <laughs> and then Al Snow looks at the camera, the cameraman goes, what's, what's that, that all about? about? He goes, I oh, fucked him, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. And, you know, the montage of Al Snow being pitched ideas by every, <laughs> every wrestler on the roster was fucking good <laughs> But no, really great show. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And as I said to you, by the time you get to episode seven, you kind of know how it's going to play out. You know what they're going for, but the fucking last 20 minutes play out like fucking Rocky or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And I'd love to see a second season. I think it'd be really interesting to see where they go from here. Yeah. Because they are pouring money into a fucking endless pit at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I heard an interview with the the owner in the show. His name escapes me at the moment, but... Mm. um, and he said it's a similar situation, but since the since the show's been on, they've had full houses in a little venue, and they put it up on YouTube. Mm. So I reckon they might get a bit of money from advertising and shit on that there. So yeah, it'd be interesting. I dig the fact they had to get five hundred streams. They got seventy two. Oh, <laughs> that's rookie in the balls, wasn't oh, it? Cause yeah. I was rooting for them well, to get five hundred. Yeah, too. They're like, oh yeah, there's sixty dollars in them. In the US. in the US. One in Australia. One in the... <laughs> And a couple in the UK. Seven in the UK. I was like, but, you know, they could probably catch a little bit of heat from this. And... But let's be honest, that's the business. The fact yeah. that they just didn't have the following to get 500 people to stream. Yeah, and that actually played out very in an interesting fashion as well. Like, the old wrestlers, the, 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 this, this is the product, this is how we do it. But the new guys that have had success in marketing things yeah. saying, well, we need to kind of change our ideas a little bit. Yeah. And there's a little bit of kind of, you know, moulding molding that together, which was, yeah, was interesting. very enjoyable. By the same token, I watched, I'm up to episode five of Heels, okay. season two. Fucking loving it, as always. But obviously, absolutely fucking gutted by the news that it's been canned. Uh, it's been shopped. It's been shot. Yes, I know, I it's been shot for I a know. third. So maybe but someone will take it. I really hope they do because I haven't got to the last episode yet. But the the last the reviews on the last episode have been pretty fucking strong. Yeah. And for me, if you enjoy the wrestling, they capture. They, they, as I said to you, they they manage to run these kind of two angles of having the the storylines going on outside the ring, but still throwing a bit of that wrestling kind of you still they're still throwing the angles that are happening in the ring to you and surprising you a little bit there too yeah. like it's I really enjoy it I think it's a really good show in terms of movies I got a, I got a few under the belt okay because <laughs> um, we're, we're into October so we're it's going to be fucking horror time it's going to be horror time before I got to the horror 
Uh, I watched 65 for Adam Driver. Oh, yes, yeah. How was that? It's pretty ordinary. Yeah. It's pretty ordinary. I was fairly bored throughout. Oh. But he's a fantastic yeah, actor. Yeah. I really like him, but it was just kind of like not bringing anything, Standard bullshit, anything new to the table. It was really, I don't know, I just I was pretty disengaged. Speaking of disengaged, Chuck Norris. <laughs> Early Chuck. Breaker, breaker. I mean, I thought that was Smokey the Bed. <laughs> he, he'd gone to the Smokey on the Bed sort of kick. Well, but no, it's not. sprinkles of Smokey in the Bed, but then there's these strange... I can't see of... Chuck fucking hammering it up like Burt Reynolds. No, no, there was no, there was no humour to it. There was, there was no, no humour, there was no pathos, there was no anger. No pathos. <laughs> uh, but look, it's got a little bit of what you expect from Chuck, but... Kind of spend some time on this drama of. I won't go too deep into it if you haven't seen it, but it's not good. It's not. But, but, but this is the thing. This is your first movie. This is your. This is your breakout movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So this is your breakout movie. You're fucking known for kicking people's heads in. Yeah. So why are we fucking dispensed with this bullshit about this drama? Yeah, I don't know. Like, he, he Chuck, do, they do end up throwing a few fights in at the end, thankfully. And but I Chuck. think this was Chuck, one of the ones that Chuck's looked back on and said his acting is atrocious. <laughs> I, I agree, Chuck. Chuck, you can look back on everything <laughs> and, and said the exact same thing. Yeah. I think you're in the right game selling roundhouse uh, provisions and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so He's I, acting in those fucking infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I then... I don't know why, Adam, but I picked up Jackass Forever. I picked up on Jackass Forever. I don't know why I still find that shit funny, but... I know why. It's great to see people get fucking hurt. I don't know. Isn't there a whole thing with Machine Gun Kelly and a big fucking hand? (laughs) Which I desperately want to see. Because my wife told me when we saw the trailer, I said, fuck, Jackass has got a new movie. And my wife goes, we are not watching Jackass. And then yeah, yeah. as the trailer rolls on, you see the fucking big hand yeah, yeah. and the gets slapped and my wife starts pissing herself. Well, they also play, <laughs> one of my favourites was the Dum Dum game where they, they do a trivia thing, but the three blokes involved in the trivia are standing over these little kind of like catapult setups with a thong on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a question wrong, it backs you in the sack. <laughs> and... There was a couple of bits where, like, you know, Knoxville's introducing it and then accidentally presses the button. <laughs> so, of course, that was highly amusing. And there was also another one that had me in absolute stitches when I was playing this fucking musical chairs game. But they rigged the fucking the chairs to just shoot them up in the air. And poor old fucking wee man just flipped over. <laughs> but, yeah, he's funny. But also... Knoxville just about gets killed in one of them. I, I honestly, I don't know how he didn't break. His Is that fucking... a bull? Yeah, he does the bull. They just stop fucking around with bulls. Yeah, stop <laughs> fucking around with bulls. <laughs> just get yourself back in the musical chair. Because, that shit's hilarious. Because bulls are fucking dangerous. Yeah. Like, like seriously dangerous. Yeah. So don't do that shit. But uh, I don't know. It was funny. Of course, it was very funny. I had a lot of laughs out of that. And it also prompted me, Adam, to uh, dip into the ringer. With Johnny Dawson. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's fucking low, <laughs> low brow stuff. You know what, though? I've got to say, the conceit of the whole is that, thing... Is that a fucking Farrelly Brothers? Yeah, yeah, they were involved. Look, the conceit of the whole thing is is 
Someone. Not on a fix. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. The one thing I'll say for the Farrelly brothers and people like that is they always seem to have, and not only in this, but they've given people, differently able people, fucking opportunities in film. And I think this film, like the movie's actually got a bit of, bit of fucking heart in the story. Does it? And it's, 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 you know, there are elements that probably should have been thought through a little more. But yeah, it's, I, I, I didn't, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, I think they've done better here than I was expecting. Because they're copping a lot of heat about Shallow Hell. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Because Shallow Hell was not, probably not very well done. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Again, I'm not going to pretend I didn't watch that in the cinemas. I laughed a a few times. And I get what they were going for, but it's really clumsy. It's funny. The the whole setup is quite shallow. Yes. So, yeah. Moving on from that, I started to dip into um, into the more standard fare that we're into. I watched Cobweb. Oh, yeah. What was that like? Is that on Disney? Uh, Binge? I found it on Binge, I think. Yeah. It was all right. It kind of goes to places that you're really not all that surprised by, and where when it when it sort of gets into the story, you're sort of like, well, that kind of doesn't really. It, it, it tries to twist things a little far beyond what seems reasonable once you kind of get the story out to what it actually is and some of the behaviours that have come before that. But it has a, had a couple of reasonably creepy little little things going on. I also then watched There's Something Wrong With The Children. Huh. Uh, that was another one. I think that's on binge as well. Huh. Or Stan, I caught it on one of them. To <clears throat> Cerebral? No, I, didn't, I just thought it was... Uh, Shit. Well, they obviously start putting this thing together about, you know, couples having conversations about having kids and, and things like that. I just thought all the fucking... All the adults were pains in the ass. They were yeah. insufferable. A right. lot of them. So I kind of just like for the for the opening, I was just like, oh god, can we not have just conversations with these people anymore? Because I'd just be like, can I? If I was on this little trip that they're on, I'd be like, can I get the fuck out of here? Or if not, give me the bottle, me the give me the bottle of grog and let's get on the TV or something. Yeah, yeah. And then once the the kids start getting in, there's not really anything all that scary or all that. Okay, so that's not a what must oh, watch by no, the sound of it. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan. I'd heard some reasonable things, but it just didn't. It was, I felt it was a little underwhelming. Was it elevated horror? It was trying to be a little bit, but that's where you get these insufferable pricks. That yeah, I know. Why are we fucking? Why is everyone in elevated horror films fuckwits? Yeah, but it also gets into these parts where you know, once the kids do start doing stuff, you get the overreactions from the parents and all this sort of shit. And I'm sitting there thinking. I am a parent. I, I've been through this and I, like, you fucking flew off the handle. <laughs> like, yeah. Just settle yourself you shit together, you motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's just parts of it where I just was not in on any of the characters. So by the time the kids stuff happened, I was just kind of like, scare me or do something and it just, I did. just felt like it didn't get there. Mm-hmm. So, from there, I happened to check out Joe Bob. Um, his, one of his live things that chucked up on Shutter, the, the one from like 2021 or something where he went to the real drive-in and does the jamboree yeah. and he played Night of the Demons which I hadn't seen <clears throat> to that point yep. I'll check that out it's pretty good pretty good I think the effects are obviously a bit of a standout it's a bit of fun I was quite impressed with it I thought it was a good time good so then 
I have jumped onto the, I believe it was Nightmare on Film Street on, on Instagram. Yep. They chucked up their kind of Halloween, 31 days in of Halloween movie challenge, yeah. I guess you could say. So I started on that and I kicked off with, oh, actually, sorry. I watched one more before that. I watched Bad Moon. Oh. Which was the werewolf yeah. flick from the 90s. That was... Frog shit, wasn't it? Oh, it was okay. I kind of like the idea that the family dog is kind of... It, it kind of was trying to put together some of these kids' kind of movies with the animal involved with a... A werewolf? A werewolf. It wasn't bad. Some of the effects were all right, except when they start trying to go with early CGI, which looked like shit when they got to that. But some of the practical effects don't look too bad. Yeah. The story was just down, down the line, though. No, no surprises there, but it was okay. So then I... On the Nightmare on uh, Film Street challenge, the first day was Trapped. The theme was Trapped. Mm. So I watched Stage Fright, which is the Italian slasher where they get sort of stuck in the in the theater. <laughs> theater. Yeah, Pretty good. I quite liked it. I mean, it's standard shit, but it's quite... Standard um, shit, but, you it's know... It's quite well, well directed. Bit of panache. Bit of, bit of directorial so flair. Know what that word means. <laughs> Did you say ganache? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, got a little bit of ganache about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and day two was in a cornfield. So oh. I dipped into the Children of the Corn series again and watched Runaway oh. from 2018. Fuck. <laughs> As I said to you when you mentioned this to me earlier today, Stephen King makes far too much money to continue to fucking engage in this bullshit. <laughs> like, I wonder how much control he has over it. He has zero. Because I believe it's in the. I believe it was in the situation with Hellraiser, where but, they, they're just they're, they're making them in a certain amount of time to keep the rights. But why the fuck would Stephen King care about that? Well, in terms of in terms of having his name on it, is his name still on? No. Fuck. But everyone knows. I know. As far as I'm led to believe, I haven't read the Children of the Corn story. It's sure. But I've heard it's not great. Not great, no. It's not one of his. So why the fuck would he care? <laughs> he probably has given up caring. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Every time I see Children of the Corn, I just... There's, there, there's, there's hope. There's bad movies, <laughs> but there's, it's like there's some, something here. Like the, the, the cornfield setting, the children stuff can be creepy at times. Even this one, I, like, quite honestly, I enjoyed this more than I've enjoyed most of them. And it started with a with a reasonable... reasonable I hear Urban setup. Harvest is good. The third mm, one. Uh, it, oh, it was okay. Or the fourth one. That Urban had Harvest had Charlize Theron in it. That was the third one. That's Urban Harvest. Oh, okay. I've fourth one it. had Naomi Watts in it. Yes. That's it. But Urban, Urban Harvest... Bullshit. I mean, you'll say I've heard it's good. Uh, but this one's similar, right? Like, it's got a few good elements. And I actually think it's got one of the better setups. They're not just rehashing the same fucking thing. They go with the setup of, okay, this girl was one of the children, then got pregnant and, and fucking got out because she thought, you know, the kid was going to get involved in it. So she's on the, she's just fucking going from town to town and it's kind of, you know, the kid's now a teenager. So hang on, hang on. out of their car. Hang on a second. Funnily enough, she's still hanging around cornfields for some reason. <laughs> go to a fucking city centre. Yeah. Go to... Well, Get oh, urban. Urban harvest. Just call... It, oh, fuck, yeah, 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 It seems you can't, can't run away in the centre of the city yeah. without a fucking yeah. cornfield popping up. But... Get on the Is it called bloodline? Get on a ship. Get on a cruise. Is it called Bloodline? 
Uh, you say, that's what you said it was? Because, yeah, we're in life. Oh, run, run away. Because I always fucking roll out a blood lord somewhere. No, is, is, blood. is there a blood lord? <laughs> well, there's blood lords involved. <laughs> is, yeah, is there a, children of the corn blood lord somewhere along no, the line? No, but I'm sure there will be. Fuck, there'll be coming. Genesis, <laughs> there's fucking, yeah, runaway, revelation. Fuck. All the standards, so they get into blood lords. <laughs> um, but yeah, it started, it started all right. I was enjoying it, as I said. I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed some of the Children of the Corn movies, including the, the last remake. Yeah, the last um, remake was terrible, I think. Yeah, I thought it was trash. But, yeah, it starts out all right, but then they make some really confusing choices with characters, and it starts to get a little predictable. And it's, uh, I'd still like anyone, anyone, who can fucking explain to me what the, what the fucking he who walks behind the rose is all about. Because I'm seeing... Is it a monster? <laughs> <laughs> I got the kind of religious. Well, I'm trying to fucking work it out. <laughs> I got some of the religious kind of kind of connections to it, but I still can't figure out that. I mean, they fucking show him as a monster in the in the original. And Do they? Remade, I don't even remember how what the fuck it looked like. Yeah, it just it just was like the ground used to fire up, and then there was like fucking fire and shit. That yeah, was it. It was kind of one of those janky special effects. And 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 corn used to fucking. Yeah, you know, fall over and stuff. Like, because they didn't have any money for anything. Yeah, yeah. Just, just someone get that part straight. <laughs> How about we stop worrying about what the fuck's yeah, out yeah. there? Yeah. I mean, you go with one where you don't see him, and just go with the kids stuff. Jared, you know what? Cool children of the cornies. <clears throat> Apart from shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've got a few, I've got a few descriptions Please, that I can go, go with. But what it is, is a good old-fashioned cult situation. Yeah. We yeah. don't need some fucking supernatural thing in the corn. Yeah. Yes, they can worship the corn. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. But they're a cult of corn worshippers and they're not, they're not resurrecting some monster in the fucking... Because that's where things go wrong. Yeah. Look, I get, I get the, as I said, his connections with, you know, religion in those kind of areas of America and whatnot. But I just, I need a little bit more. I'm a fucking idiot, Steve, and I need a little <laughs> bit more of that explained to me. And I feel like this is one of your stories where the ending could have, could have used some work. <laughs> yeah, I think you, he got to the end Jared, of it. And said, when you're high on cocaine in the mid '80s, yeah, you're usually not going to end things well. I think he walked out in the cornfields high one day or something. <laughs> Whoa, shit. What's that? <laughs> All right, what else did you watch? That was it. That, that was, was it. it. So I'm up to day three. Day three. Day what's three, this? What's day three? Three is Jamie Lee Curtis. Nah, fine. You said you were going to revisit the Halloween 2018 franchise. So yeah, but I'm not going to... I think I'm going to... Because there is... There is my... Go, um, go um, low-key, Jamie, with um, something like Road Games. What about Virus? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was actually gonna. Road Games was my pick. I it's believe. been a while since I've seen Grant Page attempt to kill himself. I mean, fucking Jamie Lee thinks Grant's a fucking psychotic. Yeah, <laughs> so, she's uh, um, but yeah, that was actually one I was gonna. Virus, I believe, is a movie she fucking hates. Yeah, I know. Like, there you go. <laughs> That's why I want to watch it. Can, can you find we it? We watched it. You made me. You made us horror. Did I? Yeah, you said I've heard this pretty. I good. have not. I cannot remember one second. Of you know what, Adam? You always used to take Fango at their word. That was your biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you come in and say, "I've heard this is pretty good." Yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. I took Fango at their word with Spawn yeah. <laughs> when I told you I was getting fucking roasted in the cinema. <laughs> they wanted their fucking money back. I guarantee. <laughs> I bet you went into Halloween City. 
sneaking Fangos told me this is the best one yet. Oh, no, because I got to a Fango where they did a review of it and said it sucked. Before you say it. Fucking perfect. Um, yeah, my mates wanted their money, but money back, and I was working part time. <laughs> I have never run out of a cinema so quickly. Oh, I, I, I fucking bolted. <laughs> oh, shit, I've got to go, fellas. Didn't they get you back What's uh, telling you they love Shadow of the Vampire? Some <laughs> shit like that. I ended up <laughs> in <went> something. <laughs> I was betrayed. Fucking... <laughs> Cocksuckers. <laughs> if my mates were asking for their money back, I'd have told them to fucking jam it up their ass. <laughs> well, I did. You can't say many words, but I, I told them that I did not have the yeah. prerequisite dollars to re- respond to I you. also wouldn't have told them I only paid six bucks because I had a movie max no, card. I said, yeah, I'll use your movie max card. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Okay, I went on a bit of a doco tear, as per usual. Scouts Honor, the Netflix doco about the Boy Scouts of America. Holy shit. 82,000 complaints were made. Right? The whole thing was fucking disgusting. Uh, And it shows a real issue with that particular organisation in the US. Uh, And just the fucking, you know, people have been, their lives have been destroyed Mm. by this shit. And, and there was never appropriate care put in place for any of it. So, look, it was actually quite a good documentary. Uh, worth, a, worth a watch. You know what? It's one of the rare Netflix ones that's not fucking five episodes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Or was it? Yeah, it was only a 90-minuter, I think, the Boy Scouts one. So that was, that was pretty good. I watched another one called Betrayal, The Perfect Husband. This lady married a bloke who was the greatest fucking bloke ever. Turned out he was fucking... Three quarters of his, three quarters of the women who came near him, including a student, uh, he got done for rape. Uh, yeah, fucking scumbag. And but the bit that I think was kind of left out of it that I was actually interested in was how did he get away with it? Like, how did he? I guess what I was thinking was that she trusted him implicitly. Because he was such a a lovely bloke, is that how he kind of got away with it? You know, like she trusted that he wasn't doing anything, but it didn't really. She didn't really go into that. I just thought that would have been an interesting angle. Because I tell you what, you need to spend a lot of time doing that shit. I mean, fuck, Jared. I can't keep one woman happy. <laughs> you know, imagine, imagine having fucking five or six on the hook. Holy shit. That's five or six very unhappy women. <laughs> and not satisfied at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Nobody's oh, satisfied. No, nobody's happy. Okay. <laughs> He's just spreading the unhappiness around. Uh, I watched another one on Netflix called Who Killed Jill, Jill Dando, who was a newsreader in the UK who was shot outside her home and the case is still unsolved. Mm. And it was crap. Right. Well, what was wrong with that? It was three episodes when it should have been. I mean, basically, the information could have been put together in about an hour. Mm. Uh, it was three episodes, so it was way too long. They were tossing up all sorts of theories that I just didn't feel had any fucking bearing on anything. And actually, the guy they did arrest for it, that was more. Like, I could see that. 
Because mm. it was the kind of killing where, you know, out of nowhere, somebody who's kind of, like, infatuated does it. But it just seemed like there was no evidence. And I yeah, felt right. like, once again, the documentary filmmakers don't press the cops. Because, mm. you know, if it's if there's no evidence, why are you saying to asking these guys you're interviewing? Yeah. You had fuck all. Like, you had nothing. Yep. So why you know, why did you think the case was solid? Mm. So I felt like it didn't kind of dig into it hard enough. But it was just it just you know I think those things can suck too when they there's no actual outcome. Yeah, definitely. You know, what's well, it's sometimes it feels like they're making it almost hoping there will be. Yes, so they can look like they were on the scene or something happened. But then yeah, oftentimes you just get one that, that just brings nothing. It doesn't have a resolution. Yeah, and that, that and that's the that's the difficulty with this one. Okay, I of course watched Wrestlers. I watched the first episode of a new show on Stan called The Long Shadow, which is actually about the Yorkshire Ripper, mm-hmm. which will be interesting because that case is marred with some real fuck ups. You know, that's one of those ones where he was in the mix from day one. Yeah, but nobody fucking looked looked at him yeah and also that one is also tarred with the fact that some fucking asshole sent the police a tape and it was a hoax and it fucked the like people died because this fuckwit like you know that cunt should have been locked up for life too for doing that yeah because people people died because of that Mm mhm but it's an interesting one because it actually is focusing more on the victims as opposed to the Ripper himself. Like, they, yeah. you don't even see him. Yeah. Uh, it was quite good. Quite, quite good first episode. Uh, I watched Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Stupid as, but I got some fun out of it. Yeah, it was okay. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan, but... No. But it was, it was exactly what, like, yeah, that was played for laughs the whole way. And, yeah. But I think you hit the nail on the head. There are periods where nothing's happening. Yeah. At all. And as I said to you, like, I don't feel like that's an excuse. Like, you got you got what you're expecting. It was a bit stupid. It was a bit gory. But we've seen movies like that that have good stories and characters. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The characters so, are thin as. I don't feel like that's, a, that's an excuse when people say, oh, yeah, but you knew it was going to be stupid and whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But there are movies that successfully do that with a, with a cracking story. Like, Correct. Agreed. So, yeah. I watched the first three episodes of an Australian show on Stan called Court, which the trailer kind of had a Tropic Thunder kind of vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was all right. I got a couple of laughs. And I always like it when you get actors who aren't known for that kind of shit and who engage in some buffoonery at their own expense, which is always good. Yes. But I wouldn't call it great. No. Great. But it's six episodes, half hour apiece. Yeah. I mean, I think I knock it over pretty easily in of that course. respect. I'm three deep, so I might as well see it through. Yeah. Uh, I watched 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Gold. Yeah, piss funny. Both of them. And then I finished off with Hellfest. Mm. A Which slasher from the late having to talk about here 2000s. Something. Yeah, 2018 slasher. Acting is shit ass, but the film works kind of because of where it's set mm. and the killer stalking the background and all that sort of shit within that 
is quite good. A number of times he appears within the rides and stuff, and that works really well. And I feel like I recall, without spoiling anything, but I remember the ending kind of disturbing me more than it should. Yeah. Because it's got a got a. Well, the ending's real, different. Sort of, yeah. Um, and I appreciated where they kind of went with it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was it. Hmm. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 2023's The Exorcist Believer. Wherever those girls went, they brought something back with them. Something's going on with my daughter. It's happening to my daughter, too. Is that Catherine's heartbeat? They're beating in sync. One girl lives, one girl dies. You get to choose. Rated R, only in theaters October 6th. The Exorcist Believer from 2023, directed by David Gordon Green, who directed Halloween 2018. It's written by Peter Sattler, David Gordon Green, Scott Teams. The screen story is by Danny McBride and David Gordon Green and it's based on characters created by William Peter Blatty. It stars Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil, Leslie Odom Jr. as Victor Fielding, Olivia O'Neill as Catherine and Lydia Jewett as Angela. The budget... I don't really have that information. I don't know if that's actually here. And, of course, it has yet to be released... in America as of yet so unsure of the box office although I believe it'll get a one week one week run before Taylor Swift's constant film comes along <laughs> and fucks it all up <laughs> yeah. for everyone alright yeah, you know she um, she didn't get a distributor for that it's all her is it? yeah huh. she is going to make so much fucking money fucking hell <laughs> like she needs more they reckon it's going to open to like a hundred million or some shit Jesus like that Jesus Christ yeah what were your thoughts on this? Because you were pretty... You were a bit lukewarm on this. Yeah. Initially. Yeah, look, I didn't hold out massive hopes for it. Because, uh, you know, as we've spoken about before, that everything after The Exorcist has struggled to really capture anything... I don't know, anything resembling quality. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty um, fair. I think I, I, don't, I quite enjoy The Exorcist 3 but I was surprised I think they, they did take their time a little bit slow burn I didn't mind some of the themes they started to go with and we'll kind of chat about that as well the performances were mostly pretty strong yeah but there are parts where I feel like we kind of spent a lot of time on things and still didn't necessarily get much popping through those those stretches yeah. call me cynical or whatever you want but the the whole bringing back of Ellen Burstyn was bullshit and that leads to another you know thing that we won't necessarily spoil yet but we may down the track which is pretty predictable and but overall I, I thought I mean Gordon Green again the guy's a strong director I think he puts stuff on screen it's Enjoyable to watch and, and, and pretty solid to watch, but there was a lot of there's a lot of things that kind of a lot of sort of threads that felt like they just were left hanging. So I went with the three. 
Okay. I, would have, I did. I did. I predicted two and a half. So it's it's above what I. It's a pass mark for Kenny Powers. Just. Which is yeah, very surprising because you have kicked Kenny Powers hard <laughs> like on this this podcast. I agree. I think a three. Much better than I expected it to be. I think The Exorcist is a very hard one to to do what they've done here, which is kind of reconnect it to the original, like they did with Halloween. Mm. It's harder to do that, but it's also harder to make an Exorcist film feel fresh yeah. from the first one. Yeah. Right? And we talked about this, that the original is just such a... You know, everything came together at, at the one time. Mm. It's made in a certain period of time where religion and stuff was, you know, and the devil and all this sort of stuff were were seeping into the consciousness and it creeped people out. Yeah. Still does. But it also had a strong story about yes. faith and the Correct. all that sort of stuff. This doesn't quite have that. Yeah. Which is... And it's unfair to compare it to the first one. Of course. But when you're tying it back well, to the first one, it's a, it's a comparison that you're going to end up getting. Correct. Right? Especially when they've dropped Believer from the title and we're calling it The Exorcist again. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a real good idea. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. So, I think the acting's pretty solid all around. I think they do slow burn and they do it pretty well. And there are a couple of moments where they kind of get a jump scare in and they... You know, which works pretty well. But where it falls apart is that there are threads that don't go anywhere. Mm. There are, you know, things that don't really make a lot of sense once once we get to them. But counterbalancing that, I actually think they nail a couple of things at the end. Yeah. A couple of ideas come back in, which I actually liked. Yep. So I was pretty happy with what they did, but I I would find it hard to see another another movie in this somehow. Yeah. I don't feel like it's going to do massive box no. office either, but of course it's blunt now, so it'll make a profit. Oh, it's made, it made for fucking nothing. So positives. Uh, first cow of the rank, Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, you I don't know a lot about him in terms of his catalogue of films yeah but I thought he was really good like I actually think he's a, a good really good solid backbone to it you, yeah. ne- you needed that you needed a, a believable sort of star mm. and I think it, that it does work really well and initially too he's not all that likeable yeah which was kind of cool because it's, it, it plays into where they're going down the track but, I mean, he's doing things, just little things. Like, you, you see the connection with him and his daughter and you, you like what's playing out there. But these little things where he's fucking ignoring other people and, you know, doing stuff like parking in the bit at school and people are beefing at him. Like, yeah. you can't park there. And he's just like, yeah, just give me a minute and all that sort of stuff. And they, they, they have him do these little things where you're like, I hate people that do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, just, just in their own little bubble. But that that's where they're going with it. They build with that, which... Which is one of the th- the themes that I felt kind of worked. Yeah, agreed. He was in um, Knives Out. Yes. Um, yeah. Glass Onion. I was surprised to see Jennifer Nettles there. She's a country singer, isn't she? The mother of... Um, is mother she? Of, yeah, yeah, the mother of um, Catherine. Yeah. 
She is a country singer. Sugarland, I believe. Sugarland? Yeah. My old man's a big fan. Maybe oh, not so much. <laughs> Has she done a lot of acting? Yeah, look, she's uh, done yeah, some. She's done a few, few things. No, yeah. she was solid. Yeah, she was all right. Nothing. Um, the kids, I thought both the kids were pretty good. Yep. I thought um, that stuff worked out nicely. And I was a little concerned when I saw the trailer about how the voices sounded and stuff. They sounded a bit off. But that stuff... Turned out pretty, right. Pretty good too. Agreed. So I was pretty happy with the cast in general. Yeah. Directorially, I think it's nicely handled. Yep. Doesn't go too over the top. He keeps a rein on some of the things that I kind of wisely goes away from trying to ape what happens in the first film. Yeah. With it's, certain things. It's a bit uneven at times. Yeah. In terms of the story and, and whatnot. Uh, but I think from his side of things... He's keeping it interesting on the screen. And he's doing things where, you know, some of it felt a little cheap. There was a couple of times where the scares felt, felt a little cheap. But there was a lot of times where it's just quick cuts and fucking standard noise from the environment that's... Yeah, that's it's louder. Unsettling and a little yeah. uneasy. Yeah, so he did... He, he, I think that's his strength of both this and Halloween. I feel like he directs well. And plot-wise, honestly, the whole thing about the girls disappearing and then coming back and not realising they've been away for three days and then they start kind of unravelling, it makes for... It, it's a solid enough plot for yeah. an Exorcist film. Yeah, it's OK. I did have a little little bit of an issue. I felt some of those threads, again, were, were just kind of left. And some of them I'm OK with you leaving, but other ones I just felt like we needed a little more more info info they're trying to focus on those relationships which which they do pretty well yeah agreed when the the girls start to shift to what they are becoming and their possession situation mm. some once it starts to ramp up a little bit I felt like you know we were getting somewhere there yeah. and we were building a little bit of pace and tension to it yeah I've got some issues kind of with the exorcism yeah same but I felt like as the girls begin to unravel you know one pisses the bed and then you know then they're you know uh, they start you know carrying on with all sorts of strange fucking shit and that goes on for a period but it's yeah. enter- it's it's well not entertaining but it's interesting well it's they begin to grip you a little creepy bit creepy parts yeah couple of couple of jump scares as like I said there was, there was a few of them there that I there was one or two that I felt were a little cheap, but there was a couple that were pretty fucking good. There was one where, you know, they're sitting in the room and you see something behind yeah. Leslie Odom, which which has been used before, but it looked cool. cool. Yeah. It was really out of focus, resembled Regan a little bit. Yeah. So that stuff was that stuff was pretty cool. They also had one in the hospital that fucking had me... Put me up. That was your bangs on the window? Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't jumped in the cinema like that for a little bit. Maybe I need to pay a little more attention, but yeah. That that was I was pretty happy with with that. Yeah, agreed. Now I'm going to spoil. I think we, we're going to go into some spoilers yeah, we're here. Spoil. Okay. We're spoil. So understand if you warning. haven't seen there's it, your there's your warning. We're going to spoil. I think the twisting back on the fact that he made a choice at the time of his wife's injuries, which come at the start. And her being pregnant, and he makes a choice, and he, he makes the choice that saved my wife. Saved my wife, yeah. That ties back in nicely. 
I yeah. felt. I felt it tied in really well, actually, with what they were going for, yes. which was the girl and the devil going with the whole, you know, you you didn't want me, you didn't want me, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I actually think that stuff actually worked really well. Yeah. There's Again, there's a few issues that I have around it which we'll kind of talk about, but on the surface of that, it does work reasonably well. And then I like the idea that they're both calling. It's 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 her, it's Catherine or it's or it's the other girl. What's her name? Angela. Angela. It's Catherine or it's Angela. Mm. And then when they all try and stay solid and not make a choice, Catherine's dad makes a choice. Yeah. And then that turns out to be the wrong call. Mm. I like that idea as well. I felt like that was another way to sort of keep it interesting. Yeah. And tie back to religious beliefs because they were church goers and all this sort of stuff and tie back to some of those little touch points, which I thought was all right. I think that actually mm. played out well. I also like the fact that we come in en masse. We're yeah. going to come, we get a group together. Well, that was actually <clears> one of the things that I actually really did like. I, I thought the... Um for starters, I was a big fan of the initial, like the neighbour being brought into it and the way she kind of uses the name that she never told anyone. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then she talks to Leslie Odom's character. I keep forgetting his name. but Victor. Victor. She talks to Victor and he drops shit that basically says, I did have faith. I did, and it did nothing for me, basically. So I like that they run with this angle of it's the faith isn't about what you're believing in. The faith is the people. Hmm. So it's being surrounded by people and not cutting yourself off, which is what he had done, which I thought was played out pretty well. As I said to you, they make him a bit of a prick early on a couple of times. Yeah. Like he's he's a, he's a almost oblivious. Well, he's not oblivious. He knows he's been a bit of an ass, but he doesn't care about anyone else. Yeah. And they show that through the little things like parking in the fucking car spot and things like that. Yeah. It's just him and her. And he's, he's cut everyone else off. So I mean, obviously due to the death of his wife faith, and Yeah, yeah, of course. But... You know, they, they're talking about... You need people to get through this sort of shit. Yeah. And so it's... I like that Gordon Green and co. take the focus off... Well, sometimes it's not even just the faith. It's just going to church and being around a group of people that want to help you. Mm. And so I love that they fucking went in with the approach of... Well, he's, he's a priest, but then they've also got the... I believe she was a Haitian. No, so, but, she, you know, she was from a different belief system. Well, you know, one of the, the, the guys that's involved in the church... Basically says, you know, you've got to look beyond outside your, your belief system. Yeah, sometimes I like that. Yes, and so they kind of tie those together. That, that, that for you, it's not about the belief; it's about the people. But I'm here as a believer who wants to help you, and that's where the fucking power lies and stuff like that. I didn't mind that. Again, a few issues around some of it, but that part worked for me. I did like the priest having his head twisted around. <laughs> of course, you did. I know. Was that? It was quite. Out of the blue, a little bit. Because yeah. I actually didn't expect that they would go down that, the route of having people killed. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Because like, yeah, yeah. they hadn't really engaged in anything like that, mm. other than Chris getting stabbed. I actually thought Leslie yeah. Odom was going to say, I choose me, and, and fucking do the, the, the Father Karras kind of, you know, take it with him and that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, not Father Karras, the, the younger one. 
Um, or was it Karis? I can't even remember my names at the moment. But yeah. I thought it was going to be like I thought that's where we were almost going to get a callback. Yeah, well, I think that was that was a wise move not to go there. Well, I think it was um, <laughs> because I think it would have too many comparisons to the. Well, arena. I can't say I was thrilled with how it ended though. No, I so wasn't. I was but like, I felt like if you go down that route, you you immediately get people going. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the place to go. I just no. thought that's where it was where it yeah. was headed. But yeah, I still have a few issues with what was going on in the room. And Do you have anything else you, from a for a likes perspective? Uh, not really. I think we've kind of gone over it. Okay, dislikes. It does spin its wheels a fair bit in the middle. Yeah, like it's not a fast-paced picture. No, which is hard to grasp initially, and it gets it gets into a bit of a groove. Once the girls come back, yeah, I feel like we get into a bit of a groove there. But it's not something that I would have said was. I would rush out and watch it again as a like enter from an entertainment perspective. I was, on, I was on board with the slow burn at the start, but yeah, I feel like as I said, when they do come back, it it, it is really uneven. Yeah, they start ramping things up. And then they, they kind of go away a little bit and then by the time they hit the exorcism, it doesn't feel like it's the finale. Yeah, well... When we kind of go there and you sort of get, well, it is the finale and I don't know. I just felt like it was a little... As I said, it didn't really feel, didn't really feel like anything was popping for me at, once we get there. I was still waiting for things to happen, really. Yeah. So... From that standpoint, you know it's it's not a it's not a fucking wild ride. No, no, it's not. It, and again, I think this is brought about by the fact that it's comparisons towards the original. It kind of feels like it's desperately trying to avoid that. Yeah. But yet also engaging in some of it well, by it making keeps, some silly moves. Yeah, it keeps <clears throat> stuff around that. I mean, quite frankly, having having Regan's mother was a waste of time. But also, they could have called back to her without actually having it. She wrote the book. Yeah. That's 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 the callback. Well, you have him reading the book, even a fucking two-minute phone conversation or something. Or she gets involved and it just goes nowhere. Well, she gets involved with no real payoff of her, of her involvement. Well, you get a payoff, but you get a payoff that you're expecting as soon as she starts dropping some of the lines that she's doing. Yeah. So I felt like... And so, again, if you haven't already turned off in the spoilers and you don't want to hear it, when Linda Blair turns up at the end, you've just been waiting for that for the fucking previous 45 minutes. Yeah, because they kind of telegraph it. Yeah. Quite heavily. Yeah. And and the importance of Regan is just not there. No. I guess it's it's kind of mirroring... The relationship, See, and the damage. I actually think the, the the better way would have actually to bring Regan back as the the person that they reach out to. Yeah. Because of her, her not you know, I was possessed. Yeah, I, I think it's just like like you know, as you said, we're talking about relationships with parents and children and stuff like that. So, so but it just feels like having Regan there and, oh, that's a parent child that's gone through it. Yeah, it just... It just it, there was links that just didn't feel like they were, they were connected between the two. And ultimately, the involvement of Ellen Burstyn and that is limited. It's yeah. only a handful of scenes. Yeah, and I think I would have preferred it if they weren't there. Yeah. 
Read the book. You can have the book there. You didn't need the characters. But, but again, it, it, it ties it back to the original, which then brings about the comparisons, which, as I said, there is just no way to kind of capture the shit that was said and stuff in the first movie. No. Right? No. So the whole thing with Regan, your mother sucks cocks in hell, and vomiting green shit everywhere, and her head twisting around. I that stuff thought, was out of nowhere. I actually was, felt the closest they got was with the with the nun. The first line that the that Angela sort of utters in that demonic sort of... Yeah. When she calls her by her nun's name, and yeah. then says it was scraped from you like a, a inside of a rotten pumpkin or something like that. I was like, that's as close as you got to yeah. the original stuff for yeah. me. yeah. Um, and then you just kept going further and further away from it. Yeah. And yeah. I think by they they it felt like they were deliberately, desperately trying to avoid that stuff, and it kind of shows. Yeah. It kind of shows, yeah. which you know, which doesn't help the exorcism in in any way at all. Yes. Yeah. So when we finally get to the exorcism, there's a real lack of thrust to that whole section yes and yep. apart from a couple of good ideas that they weave back in that we've already mentioned I feel like they it's a lot missed, real missed opportunity mm. yep but also Jared I mean kind of what more can you do with this stuff do you know what I mean like it kind of feels like the exorcist the original was all it needed to be said about exorcism well I don't know. I just find it's hard to it's hard to say. I haven't watched a hell of a lot of the Exorcism pictures because I just I'd love to watch Beyond the Door and an Italian uh, <laughs> yeah, rip off of yes. the Exorcist. It just always feels like they're trying to, as you said, you, you're trying to go away from the Exorcist in every way you can. But every time you look at it, you're just getting flashes of the Exorcist. Yeah. You're getting flashes of the girl that looks Catherine looks a lot like Regan. Yeah, and. You know, there's parts where I'm sure there was flashes of her in clothing that was exactly what Regan was wearing, and, and, and you're supposed to think that that's what's going on, aren't you? Yeah. Because she's talking to Ellen Burstyn's character, and so I don't know. Every time you watch one of these things, you just it's it's inevitable that you compare it back. Yeah, and there's not there's none of that kind of maverick type of filmmaking that was going on back then. Mm. Okay. So David Gordon Green's not firing a shotgun firing next to fucking on the set. blokes' heads, and then saying, "Don't worry, we've got Jack Nicholson in the fucking back, yeah, in yeah. back pocket, just in case something happens to you." Or slapping priests, like yeah. we don't, we don't have any of that shit, right? No, no. And there's a raw visceral probably, probably power. A good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's a raw visceral power to the first one that's not here. Yeah, fair call. It's unfair to say that. Yeah, but. It, it, it's very by the numbers in terms of its. It's like a. It's like a. It doesn't have a lot of like, you know, peaks and troughs. It just mm-hmm. kind of has this kind of. It runs pretty straight. Yeah. Uh, which is disappointing. Yeah. Yep. And there's none of those real key moments. Like we walked out no. of this movie what? Just over an hour and a half ago. Yeah. There's not a lot of stuff that I. I remember the film, but I don't remember key... Like, nothing jumps out at me that I remember Yeah, and that's kind of what I felt like, as I said, it didn't feel like we were going into a finale when when they went into the the exorcism. Yeah, I had a few few issues around there. 
It feels like the culmination of these kind of loose, loose threads. Yeah. Like they start going. Well, here's here's one of the problems I have. For example, you're getting all the faces again. They're doing all the subliminal yeah. kind of fucking quick, quick shots of faces, but it seems to be a bunch of different ones, right? But in The Exorcist, we get a firm understanding of what that face is, mm. of what the demon is. We, that which they unearth at the start. Correct. And in this one, I still don't really know. Was it fucking Pazuzu again? I don't know. And they, they, they kind of start with that, that ceremony in Haiti, which is why I assumed that the woman yeah. that was helping was Haitian. Yeah, but um, what... I could be wrong there, but I... I, I there was never any understanding of, of, okay, well, what actually kind of happened. So the exorcist does all those things about faith and whatnot, but we firmly understand this is what's inside and this is... <laughs> I still don't really know what what was on in this one. And we kept getting those flashes, but we never got to a, we never got to a, a kind of solid grounding of this is what it is and then, we, then when we go into the exorcism I feel like that's still playing like I didn't have a grasp of where we were where we were going I got the family themes and I got the understanding of him you know embracing the fucking help and, and yeah. that sort of thing and his daughter speaking some truths about you know what he, he he did ask to save the wife but Everything he'd done since then seemed to demonstrate that he did really love his daughter and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just so that's what was a bit uneven for me. But then we also get again going into spoilers when she has to make the choice and, and Catherine dies. I felt like we didn't even really know her and her family's relationship, so I didn't hold the same. Yeah, because we never really saw any of that, did we? Yeah, it was it was really She was she had disappeared by, by the time we meet yeah. the parents. It was cru- like it was really you got a sadness because it's like really unfair. It's a it's a it's a young young person dying in the yeah. movie. But you didn't have a strong sense of her family's bond and why her dad expressing his love was, was the fucking you know, the deceiver. Oh, he deceived me. I yeah. expressed love for you and he fucking killed you. Like, Leslie Odom, seemed to, there seemed to be an element of you're paying for your sins. Yeah, because you because of the choices he made, made choice back then and all that. We didn't get a sense of that on the other side. So when she dies, it's kind of like, oh, it's really sad. It's unfair, but I don't really get why I should be... The impact wasn't as strong. No. And then... We get this little sequence of her seemingly in hell. Yeah. Going to hell. And with, again, faces, but, a number of different faces. But again, why? Like, you know, like, well, this why? Is, this is what I was left lacking. What I felt was, there was threads. There was all these little threads. And the three days. Oh, yeah, the three days. Yeah, the three. No, Jesus came back after three days. In that time, he went to hell. Okay, so is that what we're just saying? They went to hell. But we're not fucking going any further than that. That just left. That just gets left staying there until we see that she's seemingly dead, still looking like she's possessed. Yeah. And then she kind of goes to hell. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really understand. I felt like we needed to fucking we needed to get a bit of a straight line on that sort of shit, and because the original has that. Yes. Correct. I don't want to compare. No. But I can't help it. <laughs> I don't want to compare, but fuck. 
<laughs> See, I don't know whether you were feeling the same sort of things or whether it was like a missing thing. Or... <clears throat> no, it left a lot on the on the on the on the ground, mm. basically. And part of the reason why it doesn't work is because or it doesn't work. I feel like the there's not an audience for this stuff. Like, big call in its current form. Why? Okay. What's the? What's because the... I feel like that it's 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 very straight. It's very down the line. It's not exciting, right? Because it wasn't. Like I'm, I, I feel like I wasn't greatly excited throughout. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the the people that you're aiming this at, which you're probably going for a younger audience, maybe I don't know. But maybe you're trying to capture the people who are interested in the original, but they're all most of us are fucking. <laughs> You were about to say they're all dead. Well, a lot of them are dead. I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, well, a lot of them are dead. Okay. So I feel like yeah. I okay, like I feel like you're looking. You're looking to try and give it to a new audience. Is that right? Probably more in your A24 bag. Well, this is what I'm saying. I feel like mid summer type twist on it. Well, like, I'll, I'll walk out of the city and go, "What the fuck was that? What yeah. happened? Does anyone know what happened?" Scratching my head. No. <laughs> I feel like A24 or, yeah, some of those, it, this has elevated horror written on it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Not in its current format. Like, no. The David Gordon Green version is more of a straight down the line reimagining of, of The Exorcist. Okay? Yeah, it's twisting the themes. Of, you know, it's working on some different things. Which is not a bad thing. Which is trying to go a little bit in that elevated yeah. horror direction. But I feel like the to make a fresh exorcist film for the the current youth, you need an elevated horror approach that doesn't necessarily bog itself down in a fucking exorcism. Do you know what I mean? There are probably ways to approach this material that don't necessarily require all of that. Um, and I'm not saying... I know the movie's called The Exorcist, but where these sequels have gone wrong is this this desperation to include an exorcism. Well, it's like, funny you mention that because I think the, the best one of the sequels is the one that didn't have an exorcism. Yes. So the producers said, what the fuck's going on? We yeah. need an exorcism. And this is classic producer stupidity. There is nothing that doesn't say that you can't explore the themes of faith and good and evil and the devil and God and all that without having to go down the exorcism route. But I think at the end of the day, too, Jason Blum is a, is a businessman. Correct. And so... And I'm not knocking Jason Blum's down, approach at all. I feel I, like... I think... So what he's gone for here is, I think, if there was any conversations about how we're going to approach this... It was always going to involve a little girl who gets possessed. Correct. Or a, or a child that gets possessed. So catering a little bit to original exorcist, exorcist fans. Yeah. Okay? Yes. So to me, that doesn't bring in box office. Like, yeah. this movie will have cost very little, so it'll make its money. Don't worry about that. Because Jason Blum's a very shrewd businessman, so that that's not an issue. No. And and he would have told Gordon Green, you get, you're getting five. Or ten. Yeah. Right? Of course. You're not getting Halloween ends money. Well, I was gonna say this one looks more in the um looks a little more in the in the Halloweenish range. So you're thinking twenty? I could say twenty. Twenty? Okay, you're getting twenty. Jason needs to be careful. Because this is how 
shit like fucking Canon gets out of hand. <laughs> you know, it's a small studio that does low-budget picks and then suddenly it's trying to spend money to make bigger films. So, I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I think Jason Blum's a very smart man and he, he will be very much, okay, I've got a couple of bigger pictures with bigger budgets, but I've also got this range of cheap movies that are going to make me a shitload of money, okay? So yeah. I don't feel like he's, he's making a mistake here, but I feel like this is a safe. This is a safe exorcist. Yeah. Okay? And to me, there's not an audience for the safe exorcist. There's not a big audience. There's yeah. an audience, but it's not that big. I don't know. I think it'll do... Yeah, I think it'll do okay. I just think, you know... It's, it's similar to the Halloween thing, right? Like... The, some of the issues with Halloween ends are that you tried to go too far from the straight too far from the formula after you'd already kind of established you'd gone into a couple of them saying yeah we're going to stick with what we know but, but, gonna, but look know. at 2018 2018 was the safe Halloween yeah, yeah but safe but also entertaining and exciting and, and actually added, added sort of stamps and but also added that little bit about Laurie being a fucking loon you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that years and years of regret and all that shit had turned her into a fucking hermit. And and that, at least that was a slightly different angle. But Halloween 2018 was actually exciting and entertaining. I felt like this wasn't. It wasn't exciting. No. They're, yeah. They're, it was entertaining like, to a, to to a point, but not... Like, I don't walk out of there going... I really want to watch that again. Yeah, but I guess that's a little different because we were we're, we're more yeah we Halloween love Halloween and yes Exorcist. I mean, if if someone if someone's favourite movie was The Exorcist, they might have been buzzing the same way I was when we started watching Halloween. I mean, my buzz was so strong, I even fucking sailed through the Doctor Sartain bit, going, "Oh, she's just a small bump." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and again. <laughs> I'm not saying there won't be people who watch this. And I won't, I'm not saying it won't make money. Yeah. But I feel like it just doesn't have a lot of legs. I think I agree with you in the sense that something like Halloween is much more... You can go with the the, um, the, uh, the team market and stuff for that. Yeah. The Exorcist was never really that one. No. So, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying from that angle too. I don't see anything particular about this one that's going to make people say, yeah... We're going to make that age range of audience go, yeah, fuck, I've got, to, I've got to go and check this out. Yeah. I feel like you're not going to get a lot of bums on seats. Yeah. yeah. And that's, really, that's my opinion, so and I might be totally wrong, but I feel like you, it doesn't have the right mixture. Yeah. And looking back at the trailer, it, it's kind of what you said. There's none of those... The way that they've approached it, there's none of those moments that are really just kind of stand out. I remember that or a line or whatever in the trailer it was just the body and the blood part yeah and there's not much outside of that to really kind of well, when, I, when, I, th- when I think of the exorcist the original exorcist there are numerous moments that I remember yeah like, and, I, and I still remember and there are just none of them here you know even as a, a, a smaller bit as Reagan coming down in, in the middle of the party and Pissing her pants on the floor and then looking at that bloke and saying you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Like that 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 shit was creepy and unsettling. Yeah, correct. But I, I cannot fucking. 
I cannot think of that now without thinking of the priest. Or so, sorry, whoever's on the piano playing Shake Your Ass. What? Just said, oh, <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> it's scary, movies. scary movie. <laughs> Admittedly, I don't think... When I watch The Exorcist, I don't think of James Woods taking a dump. <laughs> no. <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Although I think James has become more proficient at dumping out of his own mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fucking dildo. But, yeah, so for me, the biggest crime is that it's just not very memorable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. There's there's parts that are... There's not, like, those standout moments. And I think they were going for them in a couple of instances, but... It's just, it just never quite landed. Yeah, it doesn't quite land and it, it, it falls a little flat for the most part, which is disappointing. Mm. Um, did you have anything else that you were No, on? I don't think... We've probably talked more about the dislikes. I don't think... As I said, I was more positive on the film overall. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a few things that was it just felt like it was lacking when we... When we I think it's harder to put together a different angle on this type of thing. Because everyone's looking for the exorcism. Yeah, and I think they did a reasonably good job of that, as I said, with the theme of making it more about the family and the connection of the people rather than the, the, the faith. But it does get a bit muddled. Agreed. All right, that's Exorcist Believer. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure you rate and review us on all the platforms. Now keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film we cover. It's it's obviously Halloween month, so we're going to give... And there's a bit of fresh stuff on the horizon on a few of the streaming services, Jared. so I feel like we'll, we'll engage in a bit of that in the coming weeks. Mm. But until then... Take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.